I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 114 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today. His family has found tremendous success on YouTube. Uh, His kids alone have 1.6 million followers on Instagram. I am talking about Justin McClure. He will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Uh, boy, what a day I had yesterday. Uh, I knew it was going to be a busy, fun day. I, if you listened yesterday, I was telling you I had my daughter's uh, Christmas party in pre-K. I'm a class parent, so I had some responsibilities to handle with that. It was also my wife's birthday, uh, so I had a lot of running around to do, a lot of errands to do besides you know, bringing my kids to school and all that. I had the kids in the car ready to go to school, and as soon as I backed up, I could feel that I had a flat tire. A small problem, so I ran around to the back of the house, I grabbed my jack, and I figured it would take me a few minutes just to swap out and put the spare tire on, and no big deal. Uh, Major problem, there was no spare tire underneath the van where it was supposed to be. Uh, I got the van back in June, It's it's brand new. Um, and I could see exactly the spot underneath where the spare tire is supposed to be, but it is empty. Uh, so now I have all four kids in the car with it running. The car's jacked up. The rear tire is off already. Uh, so I decided to carry the tire down the street about a half a mile to the uh, mechanic in town. And as I'm walking down the street in the cold with a laundry list of things that I have to get done, I have to bring the kids to two separate schools. I have to pick up 15 Happy Meals for the pre-K Christmas party. I got to get a cake and a card for my wife's birthday. I got to pick up the older kids later on from wrestling practice. I got to cook dinner. I wanted to get a haircut. I had to put this podcast together. So as I'm walking down the street thinking about all this stuff with the tire, I started to burst out laughing, thinking about the irony of the guest that I had on the show yesterday, uh, which was uh, Joe DeSena. And he is a guy who is known for always running with saddlebags, chains, pushing tires. Uh, So it just really made me laugh and gave me a little moment of pause there. Uh, But I kept my faith strong that the day was going to turn out okay, and it did. I got the tire fixed. The pre-K party was a tremendous success. My wife really enjoyed her birthday. And as a blessing, we found out that my oldest son made the high honor roll. So it really turned out to be a wonderful day. I try to change my mindset when things seem to be going uh, really bad. I remember what people have said to me on the show here, like Joe DeSena yesterday, uh, and especially like Jason Redmond, who talks about the bad day he had when he was uh, shot multiple times and left there dying. I mean, he had a bad day. So uh, I can't really ever classify what I have as a bad day. As he says, you have good days and great days. So yesterday was a good day for me. It really helps me put things into perspective and, and really reduces those seemingly big problems down to just the minor inconveniences that they really are. So I just wanted to share a little bit about my day with you guys yesterday. Um, tomorrow, I'll be closing out 2018 with Joel Marion. So keep it locked in here to First Class Fatherhood. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here on the podcast. Right now, I'm going to smack you guys with a quick little spot, and I'll be right back with the First Class Father of the McClure Twins, Justin McClure. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> 
I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father who was a Forbes top influencer back in 2017. Uh, He is a filmmaker, storyteller, a former stand-up comedian. He is a social media strategist. He is also the first-class father of the YouTube-famous McClure Twins. It is a great privilege for me to say, Justin McClure, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, I'm glad to to have a uh, first-class seat, finally. All right, Justin, let's do this here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have three kids. I have uh, identical twin daughters, um, Ava and Alexis. They're five, and I have a uh, uh, 13-month-old son, Jersey. Okay, yeah, I know they are very popular in front of the camera with all the YouTube success. Uh, what type of other activities or sports are they into? Well, you know, Jersey is, um, his name is Jersey. So uh, he's 13 months old, and, you know, he, he, he's uh, not into sports because he's so young, but he, he you know, he tries. Uh, the girls... You know, they just got done playing soccer. They've uh, they do ballet. They're actually in swimming class. Um, they do ice skating. So you know, they're they're very active. I think from my side, I try to get them involved in a lot of things and don't push them in what I want them to do. I try to figure out what they're passionate about and then push them in that area. So you know, recently that was that was soccer, and then you know now we're trying to figure out you know what they what they want to do. Very cool. Um, are you out there now coaching the soccer team or no? Uh, I coached last year. As you know, I mean, um, uh, if your listeners don't know, I mean, I'm a filmmaker. So last, last year we, we made a little uh, episode of our show. We have a show on Facebook Watch, um, which is a video platform called The Discovery Twins. And I coached last year, and we did a video of me you know, coaching their, their team, which was a lot of fun because when you're four years old, I don't know if you're coaching as much as you're just trying to direct the pack of wolves to get the ball. Yeah, I do the same. I love coaching them at that four, five, and six-year-old level. Uh, it's really a, a ton of fun. Yeah, no, it, it's just hilarious because, you, you know, for me, I'm a very competitive person, so I get rid of all that, and you just have fun with them. Yes, all right, Justin, please hit my listeners here with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay. Um, you know, my background is uh, I you know live in New Jersey. Before that, New York City. Before that, I lived in California. I was a a stand-up comedian for many years. That's how I made a living. Um, uh, long story short, I transgressions out of that after I made a lot of changes in my life. I became a sober person, meaning, you know, I, 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 I gave up drugs and alcohol and all these crazy things that I was doing for many years. And from that, I found, um, you know, a, a great life with my family. And, and I, I must say that sobriety is a big part of my life, you know, helping people um, not really be sober as much as really find the true essence of who they are in overcoming the op- whatever obstacles are holding them back because for years they held me back. And um, you know, the, the point with my family is I feel that, you know, if we put in the work, then good things come to us. Like I, I have a great family because I put in work into my life to receive amazing people who would love me. Um, and I had to, you know, work on loving myself enough to, live a very healthy life before people, you know, would love me the same. And, um, but, uh, going way back, you know, I was born and raised in North Georgia. So I'm a, I'm a Southern guy. Um, I was raised in the North Georgia mountains and, you know, that's where my family is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess that's, that's a, that's a bit. 
Um, currently, you know, my family, we have about, I guess, about 5 million followers uh, online. We have over a million on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is the McClure Twins Family. We have a show on Facebook called The Discovery Twins. We have, you know, a million followers there. My daughters have about 2 million on their Instagram and, you know, so, you know, this and that. So I guess you would say that I'm a content creator, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a digital marketer, um, I'm a coach in some regards. I, I pretty much built us from nothing to, you know, the following that we have. And at this point, it provides a really good living because, you know, we uh, we make money on the on the on the video side, but we also make money with brand deals and other endorsements and other sponsorships. And um, with all that said, it is a lot of work. So, yeah, I definitely hear you on that, Justin. I love your philosophy with all of that. Uh, I'm a recoverer myself. Uh, in fact, I just re-released an episode last week in which I discussed my own struggles with alcohol. Uh, so I applaud you on your sobriety, and it is a world of difference, and it's living on a completely different level for sure. Well, you know, I didn't want to bring it up that much, but I bring it up with everyone because I'm also I'm very transparent and I'm also very I'm very proud of myself and I'm very honest because I want to humanize myself to everyone because I'm not impressed by people when they try to impress me with how great they are or their status. But if you tell me the trenches you've been in, then I love that conversation. So for me, I've been in the trenches and that humanizes me and I've also climbed out of them, but Wherever somebody has been, you know, I, I, I got three DUIs in six months, and I went to jail for a while, and I had a, you know, re- rehab a couple times. Like, I had a lot of stuff happen. So um, that is a big part of my life. It, you know, my daughters know my story. They're only five. And, um, you know, I'm very transparent about it, so I appreciate you saying that. And I also look forward to uh, going back on your channel and, and listening to that episode uh, about your story. Yeah, I definitely had my time in a barrel for sure. Listen, I'll tell you what, I've, I've had the best life ever. It's like I've gotten in so much trouble. But now, you know, I'm in my 40s, and I, I, would, I will never have a midlife crisis because I've already done everything possible that you really want to do. And, like, there's nothing else in my life that I'd say that I, I've ever wanted to done as far as, like, you know, getting in trouble. Like, I've done it all. So it's like it's so fun to kind of look back at my life and say, yeah, I've done everything crazy. Now, now it's time to be more productive and, and you know, live more of a – a simpler life. Absolutely. All right. How has the YouTube success affected the girls' uh, everyday life as far as with their friends in the neighborhood, at school, and all that? Well, you know, the girls, um, not sure if you know, but we had a mega viral video a few years ago, and that's kind of what, what kicked us off. But it was so viral that, you know, we really didn't have any subscribers or anything. And then we had a video that went viral, and the next day we're on the Today Show. And then the next week we're on Good Morning America. So it was like a huge viral video. And from that, you know, we, we just kind of kept making stories. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm more of a storyteller. I'm not a, you know, we don't vlog. We tell stories. We have uh, life lessons. And we also entertain. But because the girls had such um, virality early on, they, um, they're, they're recognized quite a bit. Uh, we teach them to be very grateful. Um, we teach them that they're in a great position, that they have all these followers and people who love them. And if, so if people want pictures, then if they can, you know, do that. So the girls are recognized so much that we had to put them in a private school because um, we did not want that to affect – we did not want that to affect their, their schooling because um, their success or our success as a family, but their popularity is not something we talk about in the, in the house. It's not a big deal to us. We, we, we let them, like, I'm the first one to put them in their place if they think that's a big deal. 
Um, so the girls are very well grounded, and they're also, and like I said, they're very grateful for for where they're at, and they're very gracious to people who you know want pictures or recognize them. Yeah, it's amazing and flattering, I'm sure, too, to have people come up and just want to take pictures with you and your family. But I would imagine that it's a little awkward at times, too, no? I mean, when people are just walking up, strangers are just walking up to you and asking to take pictures with your kids. I would imagine uh, sometimes you'd be a little cautious about that. Uh, do people approach you at the mall or the supermarket and ask to take pictures with your kids? Well, you know, for, like I said, for me, I, I made my living as a comedian for years, and uh, I didn't have a big level of celebrity, but... I would go to town so much that people would recognize you and they'd be like, oh, you're the comedian. So, you know, I, I kind of knew a little bit of, of, of that and my wife, you know, modeled for a long time. So we had a little bit of, of, of kind of what that was like. And so now because, you know, we're such grounded people that those things don't matter to us. Uh, we let people know right away how normal we are. Like, I mean, this is who I am. I'm so grateful for our following in our fan base if i like somebody i will reach out to them directly because if i see their comments all the time i will reach out directly and i ask for their phone number and i'll call them and i just say i just want to say thank you like i see your comments all the time and I, we just appreciate you on the channel and they'll, they'll say oh my god it's like they, they, they think we're talking to a celebrity and i'm just like you're just talking to a normal person we're just you know we, we happen to just you know make stories that you see but we're, we are just normal people and so I think that's one of the things that people like about us is that, you know, we don't pretend to be um, something that we're not. We're very, uh, you know, what, what you see is what you get. Um, so when people meet us in person, they're just like, oh, you're just like, you know, you're just like you are in the videos. You're, you're simple and, and grounded. And um, that's what I hope that my kids continue to be um, because I am not trying to raise, you know, some bratty kids who think that they're better than other people because they have, uh, they have you know, YouTube success. Yeah, and with that success, as we know, uh, comes all the haters. Uh, I know you've been hammered with quite a bit of criticism, but how do you handle it when the criticism is directed at your kids, and, and do they see it at all? Well, you know, that, that's really tough. Well, the, the kids are so young, they don't, you know, they don't read the stuff online and, and that type of stuff. It, it just it hurts me from a viewpoint that somebody would actually go after a child or, or say something about a child, like what what festers inside somebody that they say they have to, you know, you know, go after a child. Um, so we really shield the girls and, you know, Jersey's so young, it, it doesn't matter, but we, we've shielded the girls from all that. Um, their whole experience with, you know, celebrity online is very, is very positive because, because it has been positive. The, the negative things that have come our way, well, you know, I tell my wife, I'm like, it, it, it's, it's going to happen you know, you're going to have these types of things. We just have to roll with the punches. We just have to keep being positive. We just have to keep being an example and, and try to take the high road as much as we can. That's awesome. Uh, all right. There are a huge number of kids out there and just people in general that are trying to hit the YouTube jackpot. Your family is crushing it. You guys have had a tremendous amount of success with social media. Uh, what kind of advice could you give to the parents out there whose kids have dreams of becoming YouTube famous? Well, we did an episode, and this is interesting you asked that. We have a podcast as well. It's called Last Week in Parenting. It's, it's rather new. We only have like 13 episodes. But the episode we did yesterday and I released today, um, and it, it is exactly this subject. If, you, if people want to listen to it, uh, the, the podcast is called Last Week in Parenting. And the episode today is called Respect Over Views. And what I mean by that is that um, – and you, you may not be that familiar with our content, but sometimes I get frustrated because 
I'm not a vlog dad. I'm not a guy who's using my kids for views. I, I would never do something like that. We make stories, and a lot of times we don't get the views I think we deserve because we don't make videos about kids falling down or all these crazy things that are happening. We, we craft life lessons, and a lot of times that is not rewarded. But I do think at the end of the day, we have such a loyal following. Like we have awesome engagement everywhere, and we have – we have a Facebook following that is like unbelievably loyal, over a million people. And like we've had our show on the Facebook platform paid for by, you know, by Facebook for over a year because they love our content and because they love our engagement. And so what I'm saying with that, the point is that make content that you, that you respect and that years from now you'll be proud that your kids watch. And we make that content today. We make the content that, you know, as our kids get older, they will be proud of. Uh, of, of what we of what we make, and we also I, I try to make things that I think will make my community better. I talk about my sobriety. I talk about being a better dad. I talk about my failures. I, I talk about you know the things that I don't think I'm good at. You know, I, I did a recent video where I talked about how I think I'm too defensive sometimes, and I'm trying to be better. I talked about how I, I need to take my wife out more because we're so busy. So so we're more about being transparent and vulnerable. Uh, unfortunately. That type of honesty a lot of times doesn't get a lot of views. And so my advice to people is do things that you're passionate about, but take the higher road and try to do things that have dignity and respect because I'm hoping that YouTube opens up to the point where those are the, that's what rises to the top and not all the crazy stuff that, that's happening that's going on. And, you know, I can tell you I've been in this game for quite a while. You know, we make – we've made – three videos a week for years. So I know YouTube very, very well. I know, you know, all these video platforms very, very well. I know the algorithm very, very well. And for us, we could get more views by doing lowbrow content, but that's not the type of stuff that, that I want to be making. All right. It is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Well said. Yeah, and I've seen some of your most recent posts, uh, you know, about teaching the girls, about giving. I thought that had a beautiful message to it. Walk me through the content creation. Who comes up with the concepts of the content? Uh, is it a group idea? Do the girls get involved? Or, or how do you choose what topics to post about? Well, you know, it, it's pretty much me. I, I, I'm the creative director for everything. My wife helps too. But basically, I'll come up with an idea. Like if we take that video, uh, the, the video is called um, Giving to Others is Hard. And what I wanted to do is I, the girls are at an age where I said, okay, I want to teach a lesson on them understanding that people who have less, we need to be thoughtful for. But instead of going out and buying new toys for people who need toys, there's no lesson in that because kids have no emotional connection to money. So if you go out and buy new toys, a kid is just going to be like, wow, that's great. But once you try to take their toy, there's an emotional connection and therefore there's a lesson learned. So the, girl, the girls have an abundance of toys and, you know, stuffed animals and all these things. So I came up with the idea of, like, the lesson would be, you know, we're going to give these away. I knew they were going to get emotional. But in the end, we got them a little surprised because, you know, they had a good attitude about it, and we understood that it was hard. But the lesson was is that, you know, we're going to do this because you need to think of other people. If you have five toys and someone else doesn't have one, then – then maybe we should give one to that person so they have something to sleep with and carry around. And so once you put the visualiz visualization into a child's head, they get it. Um, so 
so basically from my side, I try to come up with, with the big concept, like, uh, the, you know, the idea of giving or the idea of meeting a special needs child or, or, or the idea of even, you know, explaining death, all these big topics. And then I try to say, okay, what are the details that we, that we can make, put it in here to make like a story arc? So to answer your question, I, I pretty much come up with it, but I also, in the editing realm, you know, that's kind of what my specialty is, is editing. I can shoot. Uh, all this coverage and then just craft it into a story based off based off the, the coverage that I, that I get. Whereas most YouTube, and this is more advice I'll give, most YouTube people, they make kids say something. They're like, say this, say that, say this, say that, so they can get what they want. Whereas what I do is I roll cameras for like an, I, I roll cameras for like an hour and then I just make a story from that. Yeah, it definitely gives it a more authentic feel or flavor to your content. And I'll tell you, with so much poisonous content flooding social media, it's very refreshing to see content like yours getting attention. Um, All right, you were a Forbes top influencer last year in 2017, but who influences you? Who do you follow on social media? (laughs) Um, You know, this might sound, uh, I'm going to try to make this not sound arrogant, um, because it's not, but I don't really follow anyone only because I don't really... You know, when you make as much content as we do, I try not to be influenced by many because I feel if I do, I might, I might adopt other people's style. Does that make sense? Like if I, if I watch a lot of YouTube videos, I might, I might, you know, try to, you know, make those types of videos. And, and I guess the example I can give is years ago when I was doing comedy, I used to watch a lot of comedy and I found myself telling jokes like other comedians. And that's not a good thing because there's already other comedians telling those jokes better. I, I just sound, you know, you know, kind of like uh, like a weaker version of that. So for me, on the on the influencer side, um, nobody influences me like on YouTube and such. There are people that I really like and respect that like um, I, I I wouldn't say are similar to to me, but I'm saying I just appreciate people that tell good stories. Um, but I don't watch like family vlogs or nothing like that. I, I I'm I'm more into like uh i guess more spirituality so it, you know i like a bigger picture on things um i guess i like i watch a lot of documentaries but because i like to learn but um i don't watch anything within our space of like the family vlog stuff i try to like not be influenced at all so that i can be fully creative to not be you know to to not have anybody influence what i do very cool yeah that makes sense um, all right. How about discipline, Justin? What type of disciplinarian are you? Are you a spanker, a timeout guy? How do you handle discipline as a parent? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, the girls go to a Montessori school and I, I like I said, I'm very transparent. I, I told the teacher recently or I told the director, I said, listen, I've been raising my voice a couple of times and I don't want to do that. And I said, but I'm being honest. I'm telling you because I, I don't want to. So, you know, I'm very honest about where I'm trying to be better, but I, I don't spank them. I don't do, I don't believe in timeout. I think timeout is awful. I think when you put a child in timeout, they don't think about the problem. They don't think about getting better. You know, they, they're in isolation and it doesn't do anything good for them. So I try to think of ways that, um, because, you know, my, our daughters are five now and they're running around, they're wild. They're running through the house too much. They're not holding the rail on the stairs. They're not listening. They're not, you know, cleaning up their food. So, and they do these things over and over and over again. So for me, um, I'm trying to figure out the best way, but usually what I do is I have them like, uh, write on paper. Like, like for instance, my daughter, um, she's closing the cabinet too hard and she keeps doing it. I said, okay, so Alexis, come here, go get a piece of paper, get a pencil. I want you to write, 
you know, 20 times, I will not slam the door. So I will not. So, you know, the inculcation of doing that over and over and over again, I'm trying to drill that into her head by not being upset, by not being mad. I'm just, you know, Alexis, come sit by me. I want you to write down 20 times that you will not slam the door. And the next time something happens, you know, if they don't wash their hands, you know, and that keeps happening, I do the same thing. So that's where I'm at right now. It's always a work in progress. But when I go to their school and I tell them what I'm doing, they all they always have good suggestions on, you know, Justin, you could try this or you could try that. Because I'm smart enough to know that, you know, raising my voice at my child or spanking them really is not it's, – it's what I want to do as an adult because we can be bullies as an adult because we're bigger than a child. So we can raise our voice. We can put our hands on a child. But, but that's, that's also the reason you should not do that because you can do it. So the way that I figured – to get the to get my message across and to discipline my my kids is I have to talk to them like regular people like I wouldn't go around yelling at a friend I I I find I'm most effective when I whisper to my daughter if I get really upset and I go up to them and I just whisper and I tell them exactly how I feel they really 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 listen so it's really you know it's really a work in progress I'm constantly like observing myself and trying to fix the things that I'm doing. Like I said, once in a while I get on edge and like, I'm sure you know how it is. You, you got a busy week and then, you know, something happens and you snap. And then next thing you know, I'm like, Oh, I kind of raised my voice and I don't like that. I did that. You know, that's what I got to fix on my side. So, you know, it's constantly, it's constantly a work in progress, but I, as you can tell about how much I talk about it, it's something I care about. All right, very cool. You guys have had so much success already. What are your plans for the future? What can we expect to see from the McClure family in 2019? Well, you know, we're going to continue doing what we're doing, you know, being a family brand, being a family channel. We're going to be more down the lane of um, life lessons and trying to be um, – what we really want to be is I want to change the game for families that want to get into YouTube and such like that. I want them to look at us and say, you know what? We're going to be more like the McClure's, like have content that has dignity and life lessons. So if we can do that and get good views and, you know, make it worth like to make a living at, other people might aspire to take that road as well. Instead of looking at the road of like, okay, what kind of crazy drama can I create in my family because I want to get views on YouTube and I want to make a living. But if you see families that are living with principle and they're also entertaining, then you might you know, people might want to be like that, which is what we're hoping to do. And then also, you know, my wife and I are trying to branch out and build our own separate brands as well. You know, my brand is more, you know, being a dad, being an entrepreneur, being being a sober person, being a, a very concerned citizen in the world. That, that's my brand. My wife has her own brand and still maintaining our family brand and having my, you know, my kids be be the major, you know, center focus of it all. Yeah, awesome, Justin. I really love your message. I love what you stand for. It's really great that you are accurately portraying fatherhood. I talk about all the time on my show. It really feels like there's an assault on fatherhood and family life in pop culture. Uh, They don't give an honest shake on what the reality of family life really is all about. Uh, They make it seem like it's really something to avoid and not something to embrace. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I'm trying to, from my side, if I can be a quote unquote, you know, cool dad that people that people like, oh, this guy's still cool and relevant, um, but also like to make videos that make a, a a point. Like I I I don't mince words well. I don't equivocate. So when I make my videos, I want people to see a strong man, a strong personality, but yet someone still who can entertain, who has a great sense of humor. You know, I'm not one of these 
quote unquote, you know, vlog dads who does anything to, to get attention. Like we're, we're, we're quite the opposite. And I think if people saw that, if people saw you know, the, the, the strength of a man as, you know, the, the center of the family, why would, why would people not want to be that? Why would you not want to ascribe to that? And so we are, we are a bit traditional and classic in that area. Um, but I, I think that that's something that people really like about us. They're just like, oh, the McClure's, they, they entertain us, they make good videos, but, but they discipline their kids and they have life lessons and, um, you know, they're transparent. Yeah, well said. All right, I will be including a link in this podcast episode that will bring my listeners directly over to your podcast and I will definitely be tuning in myself. Uh, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Justin, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, well, I guess, you know, that depends on the age of that father, you know. So I, I became a father, like, a little bit later in life when I was uh, kind of um, – I, I, I could I could adopt it better, the principles of it. My advice really would be in the early stages, man, really – Stay off the social media. Get away from your phone. Be present with your child. Like I really try to, you know, as, as much as we create content, it's ironic. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I create content. I don't consume it. I like to spend time with my kids. I like to, you know, put my phone to the side and just, you know, look at my son and just appreciate him and just know that, you know, we are going to die one day and I will not ever on my last days regret Look, not looking at my phone more, but I will regret not making the memories with the people that I care about. So I really try to understand my place in this earth that one day I will not be here. And, you know, my ego's diminished so much that I can understand that. And I can say, okay, well, what really matters then? Well, what matters is the relationships you have with people, especially the ones you bring into this world. And when they're at a very young age, like my kids are, you, you, you better soak it up. You better make great videos that are great memories that you can cherish forever and laugh with and, and become closer and bond together because that's really matters. So, so the main thing is just be present with your kids and uh, not get wrapped up in all the stuff that's going around trying to get attention and just, uh, you know, try to stay focused there. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. I respect what you stand for and what you're doing. Um, and I really have to say thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I, I uh, you know, like I said, I like talking about this stuff, and um, you know, it's it's good to connect with other dads too. All right, guys, Justin McClure. I will be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Justin McClure for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was pretty cool. Please hit me on Twitter with a DM or on Instagram. Let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then please lock it into First Class Fatherhood. Tomorrow I'll be wrapping up what was the first year of First Class Fatherhood. And it was a huge success. Thanks to you listeners out there who have continued to support me throughout this entire process. And I really started this whole thing 
uh, from nothing. We have grown tremendously. We smashed the charts on iTunes this year. I've, I've spoken with so many people that I never thought in my life I'd be speaking with. NFL Hall of Famers, uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, best-selling authors, top-shelf entrepreneurs. The list is just amazing. If you get a chance, scroll through the archives, take a look at just some of the amazing men that I've had the opportunity to interview. And I really do owe that all to you listeners out there. So I just really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. So tune in tomorrow. I'm going to hit you guys with one more awesome episode before we put this year to bed. I'd love to have you back on board next year. Please pass this podcast around to any father that's in your contact list. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we are not just fathers. We are first class fathers.